supply consulting, technical market material Hello. Hi. It's the end of the week. Already in it. I get to say that, which is fun for me. I'm guest hosting today. But more fun for, I guess, our viewers is that you're here today. Yes, I'm Memorial this week and yeah. next week. So, Patricia, you recently joined Lid. So, shall we start by a little bit about you and introducing yourself, your background, and everything you've done? I'd love to uh, introduce myself. I indeed recently onboarded. Uh, at Lit Consultants, I'm very happy to be part of the Lit family, and I bring with me some, uh, some let's say, 25 experience in logistics automation that I've built up in uh, in Europe. Well, very exciting. So I guess that's part of our topic today is all things logistics automation. So, setting the scene, what what is logistics automation? It's not IT uh, technology. So we. For logistics automation, we really talk about um, automating physical material flows um, in different industries, um, such like in warehouses, um, production areas, uh, fulfillment centers, mm -hmm. but also in, um, in um, last mile distribution centers. Right, which I think has been kind of one of the topics very kind of popular these days of all things last mile and getting things out the door very quickly, which I think we'll touch on a little bit a little bit later on. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, I guess on that vein, what are the reasons that maybe from your past experience that people have found to automate their operations? And then kind of nowadays, like what are you seeing as reasons for people to automate? So, of course, you have the efficiency to reduce your logistic costs and the uh, labor shortage mm -hmm. that we, we all have on both continents. Um, but there's also the attractiveness of the, of the job. You imagine that you want to uh, automate, uh, that you want to attract people to work in, uh, in frozen areas. Mm -hmm. um, it's sexier if you could, uh, yeah. could add some automation into the processes. Um, besides that, of course, um, uh, there's also the, the attractiveness for customers. If you work okay, yep. with companies which have a certain level of uh, innovation mm -hmm. uh, in, in logistic processes, and um, also the speed of processes that has uh, uh, changed a lot mm -hmm. with uh, the, the e-commerce, uh, which is booming. Um, you cannot, in a manual process, deliver your customer on time if you have not uh, automated your, uh, mm -hmm. your processes. Yeah, well, I think that one of the interesting ones that you bring up and one that's maybe lesser spoken about is the marketing element, right? And I know that I've got several clients that, okay, it's not the reason, but it's definitely part of the discussion uh, when it comes to do we automate or do we not. It gives them a way to stand out against their competitors if they're distributing for other yes, folks. Yeah, and I find that's maybe one that is less spoken about. Um, the big one about labor, of course, right? There's 
I know that's a big trend uh, for us recently, well, last, the last set of years. Um, and it's, I know from my perspective, I've got clients, it's really just a point of getting labor, right? It's getting labor, getting the right amount of labor, getting reliable labor. And so this has been a trend I've seen with, with a lot of our clients, the reason why we've had a lot of uh, inquiries into different types of work that we're doing with them. Um, so I'm not sure, is that in Europe, has that been more of the push or is the Europe trend more been from kind of square footage and size and things like that? Indeed, uh, in the past, the, the reason to automate were different in both continents. Uh, in the US and Canada, you've been more focusing on um, adding and extending warehouses uh, in case of volume increase, uh, warehouses were extended, people were added, uh, equipment was added, and then um, the automation was more focused on um, automating internal transport okay. because that was, was a, a, an important cost at that time, AGVs, AMRs. But um, in Europe we have, um, we had problems related to uh, to the cost of, uh, of land okay. and the shortage of mm -hmm. land. So that's why in the past the focus there was more on high base mm -hmm. solution. And we see these days that both solutions meet because right. we, we all have now a shortage right. of, of, of labor. And um, on top of having now combined solutions, which is very interesting in automating with high base and internal transport, we have of course all uh, recent technologies related to EMRs and yep. robotics, so it's uh, really a fun and uh, time and uh, interesting times for you and me uh, as logistic engineers yeah. to have uh, interesting projects with uh, our customers. I mean, I guess just touching on that, so how do you see the AMR and robotics uh, solutions changing the landscape a little bit? What nuances are you seeing there? Um, in the beginning, it was more theoretic solutions but now nowadays really those solutions they they, they work they mm -hmm. are uh, in place and uh, it's also important to that that uh, we um, we help our customers towards realistic solutions yep. and uh, and that's why it's an interesting uh, evolution related right. to robotics yeah yeah and it's i think it's interesting as well the sort of the amrs is kind of very hot topic and it becomes a solution that is not as disruptive to implement as some of these other um, automated solutions. So that's often attractive. Yeah. And then also the ability to maybe offset some large upfront CapEx costs, shift that over to another kind of way to fund it through OPEX and things like that. So it just I've noticed that for the kinds that we speak with, it becomes a little bit more attainable to, to look at ways yeah. to enhance operations. And also scalable. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not a black and white uh, solution. Yeah, yeah. You can really go... Um, in steps and have a step-based approach and a scalable solution and uh, that's uh, that's interesting about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I guess with with automation being more spoken about, at least in North America, Europe's been, been a while, but at least in, in North America, what would you classify as the challenges that people run into? Whether that's when they're starting there to think about it or once it's out and going, like what are things that people experience? The challenge I see is that um, once you have chosen your solution and equipment, it's more than uh, sending the um, the approval to the vendor and wait until mm -hmm. the vendor comes on site to, to install the equipment. Um, in At that moment, it, 
after having chosen solution and before implementation, there is a phase where you need to get your organization prepared for okay. automation. Mm -hmm. And because of that gap that we've detected at LIT, we've launched um, an assessment tool recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that assessment tool? Like, what is it? Who is it intended for? What are we trying to do with it? Um, you can find uh, indeed on our website. Uh, uh, and probably uh, in the show notes. Yeah, there will be, I think, a QR <laughs> I think code. Be, if Jeremy does his job, right? Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Uh, so uh, it's, a, it's a readiness uh, mm -hmm. tool. So get ready for automation. It's an assessment tool where um, companies can assess themselves to um, get to know their um, level of preparedness uh, before logistics automation. So it um, it's, um, guides you through 10 questions okay. related to business changes, to your facility building, maintenance, but also IT communication. So different topics which are really important mm -hmm. that you need to prepare before implementation. Okay. That's, um, is there one of those 10 that you find is always kind of the forgotten child uh, when people are starting their journeys? Um, yes. The, the communication is okay. very important that you have all stakeholders, all operators, even in related logistic yeah. processes that they know what will happen in, in the company and what the equipment will do and what it will not do. Eh? Mm -hmm. the, will it yes or no impact their, their, uh, their, their job? Yeah. Um, that's an important one. And also the, um, the risk management, the, okay. the financial risks, the uh, implementation risk. If, you, if you're not assessing um, all the topics that we have implemented uh, yeah. and introduced in the tool, um, you have a risk of uh, financial risk, operational risk. Um, so it's a, it's an important uh, step for yeah. uh, companies to uh, yeah just to prepare to be prepared. yeah to be prepared. Yeah, I guess just picking on one of those, just picking on the on the communication one. Mm. What are some ways that folks? Uh, what are some things that they can do in order to have better communication and ultimately have better rollout of this? Yeah, it's to to put all stakeholders around the table to to show them the solution uh -huh. and uh, to make a link with the, the impact in their job. Imagine okay. the maintenance manager should yeah. be uh, involved in the project. What spare parts will he need mm -hmm. to be to have on site? Um, how will he store them? But mm -hmm. Because if you have only had material handling equipment in the past and now you're going to complete other type yeah. of uh, automation and technical stuff in, in yeah. the warehouse, yeah. um, you you want also those those people to be involved. Mm -hmm. Maybe they need to hire an extra uh, other type of engineer. Yeah, it's a different skill set. Indeed, yeah. yeah. And that are also things that we... Um, we incorporate in the review of the business case yeah. in that phase uh, because only if you have talked with all stakeholders yeah. you can make a final um, business case and a final you have a, a good view on the final return on investment and you want to have your investment of course yeah uh, maximized uh, yeah yeah well I know that's something that you've brought up with me a couple of times of just the importance to revisit business cases right along the way because there are things you're going to discover there's things that might change throughout and just the importance of 
going back to it, ensuring that you really do have a all-encompassing, all-encompassing cost, all-encompassing savings as you uh, really kind of evaluate and deploy the, the yeah. solutions. Yeah. What would you um, what would you consider, I guess, you know, decisions made, it's implemented, it's going. What are things that you've seen that people have run into as issues once it's rolled out, their solution? You mean before or after the implementation? Of Let's, the well, I don't know, you want to go before first and then we'll do after? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe before is, is the 10 topics that we, that yeah. we assess in the readiness tool. Um, of course, those are really important topics where sometimes it, it goes wrong. And then after implementation, um, the, the technical ed education, mm -hmm. as well from an operational point of view, as well for um, for the technicians that okay. need to work with the installation afterwards. Um, sometimes there there can be some improvements. Okay. Uh, but those are things that uh, within LIT, if we do feasibility studies, yeah. we have uh, um, we help our customers to get the order out. Mm -hmm. Then we already take into account those things just to be able to to prevent uh, having trouble having some some uh, some issues once indeed. it's once it's going yeah, yeah and i think that's cuz there's different there's different levels of service that that vendors or that our clients and kind of enterprises can have um, in terms of getting a support from the different vendors and i know that's the conversations that we're often having with our yeah. clients to help them understand well, what's appropriate for them, right? Do they want to have that sort of outsource and have support on it? Or are they ready internally to take that on? They have the, uh, the folks on board that are interested in doing it and really have the expertise internally. And there's definitely a million one ways that they can go about uh, really that after go yeah. live support and so. That can depend on the size of the company, the size mm -hmm. of the equipment and installation. And it can be cultural. Um, yep aspect also eh? yeah every well, company adoption is has key. his uh, dna and yeah. we adopt yeah. uh, in what we see yeah think. no very fun very fun um i think realistically uh we're coming to the end i think of our mm -hmm. chat is there any closing remarks that you would like to make to um I'm our I'm large audience yes indeed um, i'm really looking forward for people project managers um um, let's say um, decision makers of company which it are in their way of implementing uh, implementing logistics automation to yeah. to use the tool um, and I'm looking forward to have conversations with them to see um, what their results was on the tool mm -hmm. because there will be some spider diagram that diagram that comes out of okay the, so of that's the what the, the results look like yeah, it's indeed. a spider diagram and then is there other kind of information that comes yeah, out of indeed it? you have a, a scale for every topic that okay. you assess so I'm really looking forward to discuss the results of those uh, uh, assessments with uh, potential customers or existing customers. So oh, well, amazing. Yeah, amazing. and I'm also looking forward to reactions of the vendors because also for them it's important that their customers um, yeah. are prepared. Hold for up their end of the bargain. Indeed, Fair so enough. that uh, a fluid implementation for, for automation is, uh, is there. Yeah, oh, well, amazing. So hopefully folk fill it out and we can look at those results yes, and then indeed. talk to a few people. Okay, well, thank you very much thank for you, joining today. Yeah. Looking we'll forward. See you guys next time. Thank you.